you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I've been all over the PPP funding, the IDLE, which is the Economic Injury Disaster Loans, um, Economic Injury Disaster Grants. There's been IDLE advances. There's been all these different Hail Marys that have been offered up by the government, programs that your restaurant needs to take advantage of if you haven't already done so. There's another round of PPP that has a deadline of March 31st, which is uh, a higher amount of money than you would have gotten in the first round of PPP. So many benefits there. But in this particular episode, there's another saving grace coming down the road, and it's called the Employee Retention Tax Credit. I'm talking with Mr. Matthew Patrick, and he's a CPA, founder and president of Works, W-H-I-R-K-S, as well as Patrick Accounting in Memphis, Tennessee. And he's been an absolute guru through all this government money and navigating the muddy waters of PPP1 and PPP2 and IDLE and all the stuff we've already talked about. But now he's also an expert at the ERTC or the Employee Retention Tax Credit. So we're going to be talking about all the ins and outs about what it is, how it works, how you qualified, how you can get immediate cash back or very quick cash back on monies you've already spent on your payroll taxes, both in 2020 and at least the first two quarters of 2021. We're going to talk all about that as well as some other future funding programs that may be coming to fruition as well. So stay tuned to this episode. Once again, thank you to our sponsors, GoTab and Dawn Professional. On with the podcast. Guys, take it from me. From one operator to another, I'll tell it to you straight. Nobody likes greasy pots and pans. And I want to keep my dish guys happy. So we upgraded to Dawn Professional Pot and Pan. Dawn Professional cleans 58% more pots and pans per sink than our old soap, the so-called leading competitor. Less dish soap means fewer sink changeovers and a happier dish crew. Try Dawn Professional in your place. It's clean. Upgrade. Before we begin today's episode, let me tell you about GoTab. GoTab is a way to offer your customers safety, convenience, personal service, and respect for their time schedule. Your customers are free to choose how and when they order, pay, and connect with your restaurant. GoTab has a QR-based contactless ordering and payment feature that lets guests open their own guest checks as well as split tabs and tips from their own device. I really like the leave at table pay and go feature that helps servers spend less time swiping cards and more time serving guests. It's all about the service. Flexible menus, Digital gift cards, curbside pickup and delivery, and other smart features create a personal connection with guests and leave the tech in the background. With GoTab, you can safely turn tables 30% faster while enjoying 20% higher check and tip averages. Best of all, you never lose the personal touch. I love that. GoTab helps you put hospitality first. With this podcast, they're offering free activation for curbside pickup and delivery. Just text ROCKSTARS to 213-474-3925. I'll also put this number in today's show notes. Now, 
on with the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. As you know, we are really striving to help restaurants not only get through and survive this crazy pandemic, but really come out the other side much stronger, in a better position, and more profitable. So really excited today to introduce a former guest, uh, Mr. Matthew Patrick. He is the founder and president of both Patrick Accounting and another firm called Works, which is W-H-I-R-K-S. And... Um, Matthew is really a guru on PPP and all things financial concerning restaurants and small business in general, but today we're talking about a very important credit that you cannot ignore, that you must take advantage of. It is called the Employee Retention Tax Credit, or the ERTC. So welcome to the show, Matthew. So glad to have you here. Roger, I'm so glad to be here again. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, I'm really glad because this was your suggestion, and I thought the timing right now is so perfect for this program. And, you know, our audience, a lot of them have been surviving based on PPP funds and SBA loans and IDA loans and grants of all kinds. And you really had to stay on top of all this stuff. And you're, like I said, you're pretty much the guru of all those things. But this is the next big thing that is really important. So why don't we talk about exactly what the employee retention tax credit is? What is it? What are the benefits? How does it work? There's different yep. years and different quarters and all that. So if you could give us an overview and then I can ask you some questions or yeah, just try to, to cover yeah, the whole thing. The, let's give you the, just a brief history real quick. Please do. Um, you know, yeah. So in March of 2020, the CARES Act uh, was passed. In that CARES Act was uh, both PPP and a secondary program, but nobody really kind of thought of it at the time because you couldn't do both was this ERTC, the Employer Retention Tax Credit. You could not do a PPP loan and do an Employer Retention Tax Credit. So a lot of people just said, well, I want the free loan that I have to pay back, it seems easier, let's do that. In addition to that, the test there was, I had to be down 50% over a quarter this year in 2020 versus a, the same quarter of last year of 2019. Well, so PPP was a rush to the, was the gold rush to the banks, right? To get the first round of PPP. And so, us and a lot of other cabinets, but also all the restaurants owners out there decided to go through the PPP route, which took ERTC off the table. Fast forward to December 27th and the, the new PPP2 round came out. Um, this was passed as part of the, the big comprehensive bill at the end of the year. Um, but they made two major caveats in that. A, the first one was you can take both PPP and ERTC, which was a huge game changer. Absolutely. The other thing that they added was it was a full or partial um, suspension of operations due to government order. So that was an or test, not an and test. Mm -hmm. So the test is full or partial suspension of government uh, based on government order or now down only 20% in 2021 and it's still 50% in 2020, but you still are eligible if you had a full or partial suspension. Well, that's basically every restaurant in America oh, yeah. had a full or a partial suspension because you were limited by, you know, having, you know, something on your floor without you stand people six feet apart or 50% of capacity or, hey, you can only have so many people in the building this at this time or had to be closed by a certain time or, you know, only curbside dining, whatever it was. Um, all those orders, as long as a federal, state, or local order, you're now eligible for ERTC. Well, that is a lot easier test for everybody because um, a lot of people pivoted, first of all. And so 
if they pivoted and did a really good job of pivoting, their revenue may not be down, but they're still eligible for ERTC. And they may not have been eligible for PPP2 because they had to be down 25% of revenue. So this is something that a lot of people are more eligible for. Um, the other second thing that happened was uh, in 20, before uh, the, the new law passed, you had to have, you could not have more than 100 employees and qualify for ERTC with a couple of exceptions. That first exception being you're paying people not to work. Well, that was a big deal. So for the most part, everybody was not paying people to work. Um, and so most people over 100 employees were not be eligible. Now, it's you, it's if for 2021, the rules are you can have up to 500 employees. So that puts a lot more restaurant groups in the mix. Gotcha. Um, so let's talk real quick about what are the two phases of the credit, just real quick. Uh, so in 2020, you were eligible for 50% of the first $10,000 of wages you paid each person. Um, so that would be a $5,000 credit per employee for 2020. So if you have 20 employees, you're eligible for up to $100,000 in credit if they all made at least $10,000. In 2021, that even it becomes a lot prettier. So that's is it's 70% on the first $10,000 of wages you pay somebody each quarter. So it's $7,000 for the first quarter, another $7,000 in theory for the same person the second quarter of 2021. So it's $14,000 ahead. So once again, with 20 employees, um, you would have, well, that's, that's $280,000 if everybody made $10,000 each quarter. Um, so those are, those are staggering dollars when you start thinking about that with just a 20 Absolutely. person restaurant group. Mm-hmm. Um, remember this is a dollar for dollar tax credit, refundable tax credit. So it's not, that you get to pay back. You don't pay. We'll talk about the tax consequences in, in the future, but the right of this is not something, this is not a loan. This is a refundable tax credit in your pocket right away. Is this something really, yeah, I'm curious because um, a lot of restaurant owners out there have separate payroll companies that run their payroll, do that sort of thing. There are a lot of restaurants out there that run their own payroll. And Correct. I don't know exactly, to me, this would be a daunting process if I had to track myself, unless I was really up to date with, you know, all the taxes that come out of your payroll. It's very expensive, of course, because you're paying a portion of, yep. you know, the taxes that are also charged to your employees against the wages they earn, all that kind of stuff. How easy is it to track this? Like I'm getting a weekly report from my payroll company that's showing me as it stacks up week after week, what I'm looking at. Correct. Uh, there's a couple pieces of there. The, the, the challenge you'll have with just your payroll only company yeah. is that it also correlates with PPP, but from the mm-hmm. payroll standpoint, Every time you run payroll, um, you are earning potential credits. Yes. You are able to take some of those credits right away against the payroll taxes that you normally would have paid at the time of payroll. The payroll company is just not taking that money from you, and they're putting it in the pile of, that's your credit. Not every payroll company is doing that, but some of them are. Okay. The second option is they're piling up and you have to do a form. You can do a form 7200 Mm -hmm. to request an advance of the credit that you've earned so far. And the IRS will send you a check. And the third option would be to take that credit on your form 941 at Mm -hmm. quarter end. And that's not till April. Yes. And so um, what we're doing for our clients is first, we want to take that money that's available right now as a payroll tax to offset the credit. And then what we have then is every time uh, the payroll credit gets to a reasonable number, we're going to send, we're sending 7,200s into 
the IRS requesting that advance of a check back. That is a faxed process. They don't have electronic. They're not in a hurry. So we need to go ahead and start requesting that money as fast as possible. Um, and then the third option would be for something that we picked up maybe near the end of the quarter, we would do it with our 941 filing. The downside to that is who knows how long it's going to take them to process those returns. Mm. So we want to get that the separate filing done as fast as possible. Keep, keep that out of the workflow of them processing a 941, which can take forever. Oh, that's really good advice because I think that's the option that I've been sort of signed up for that at the end of each quarter, I'm going to submit the form and wait for the refund. But like you yeah. said, I mean, who knows how long this will all take. They're going to get that return sometime around the end of April. My yeah. guess is they'll process it sometime around the end of May and you'll get a check sometime around June or July. Oof. Or I can get you a request now and you probably get your money back in two to three weeks. That's so much better. I'm glad you pointed that out because I'm going to contact yeah. my payroll company right away <laughs> yeah. and make that change. Because yeah, yes, yeah, so I would like a 7200, please. Do my 7200 for me. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Thank you for pointing that out because obviously, you know, restaurants need every dollar they can get yeah. right now. No it's doubt. like no one's yeah. got three or four months to wait for this, even though it's a nice windfall that's like free money, like PPP. If you yeah. follow the rules, you want to get it, but it's like you need it now. Yeah, now I mean, now's the time, right? So, hmm. I mean, uh, the other thing you have to concern yourself with is timing. So, yep. most people got PPP2. Um, I would assume most restaurant owners have qualified for PPP2. If they haven't, um, there's that means they've had a great year, but they still could be eligible for ERC. You have most of those people receiving that money sometime around the end of January through middle of February. They've received their PPP2 funds, which means their clock is running yep. under their covered period. Oh. That puts them all the way until the first or second week of July. Um, and so for a covered period of 24 weeks. So that's what everybody will elect into for PPP2 with a restaurant anyway. Um, and so what you're going to want to do is you have January 1st. So when you received your PPP2 funds, that's eligible for the credit for 21. And then you'll also want to make sure you maximize that first. And then you'll start using the amount that somebody you paid somebody over $10,000 in order to get PPP2 to forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, and then also you're going to want to load it with non-payroll cost into your PPP calculation to maximize both your forgiveness calculation and your return retention credit. So there's a big balancing act here. Oh yes. So the sooner you start knowing what dollars you're spending for your RC and what's available. Yeah. And then when PPP is available, all those things are going to be correlated together. So the more you know now, the more flexibility you as an owner will have. Let's clarify that balance for a second because you touched on a couple of critical yep. points. I know in PPP round one, the minimum requirement was spending 75% on payroll. I believe it's 60% for round two. It so is 60%. You're, so as long as you're meeting that 60%, then you want to make sure that you stop at 60 and use all the other available, you know, um, Ideally eligible you expenses, would. right? Yeah, you do. If The more you can use non-payroll, that leaves you payroll cost higher hmm. available for credit. Yes. So you want to balance those two things out. I and see. And so luckily, we our ordering has been, let's use ERC to the extent we fully can first, and then PPP after. Because you have PPP available for 24 weeks. Yes. And ERC is right now quarter one and quarter two, and you can mm -hmm. front load those in each quarter, and so plenty of time to spend the money. So a lot of fun times. Man. This is just like a circular <laughs> equation of juggle, you know, juggling six balls in the air. Yeah. Did you mention how health insurance benefits play into this CRTC yeah, thing? Yeah. So health insurance benefits that are paid for by the employer are an eligible cost for credit, which is great. So mm -hmm. not only are they subsidizing our wages, they're also subsidizing 70% of our healthcare costs too for the employer, the employer portion that they're paying, which is awesome.
keep it coming, right? I mean, yeah, these are all I don't just, know where the money's coming from, but I'll yes. keep taking it if they're going to hand it out. Uh, so will we. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it's been a Hail Mary and a godsend for so many businesses. You got to say thank it you is. very much to the government for The for money this adds up staggeringly fast. I mean, we talked about the number, you know, so the reality would be if you're a 20-person employer and you're eligible for ERC in both 20 and in 21, it's $380,000. You're a hundred person employer. Think about that. That's oh uh, you know, one point five million dollars. Mm, so that's incredible. That, yeah, and there's that a is, lot of restaurants. You know, two or three unit restaurants have a hundred people pretty quick. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there are. I mean, I was yeah. my last restaurant, not this one, but my last one yeah. was certainly in that category. Yeah. So, yeah. but either way, it's like yeah. you know, pay attention, other, folks. Right. Right. The other thing that's really interesting about this for restaurant owners is tipped wages count as well as reported tips count in your calculation. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. You're getting a credit for somebody else paying your tips and you're just paying the taxes on it, which is, it's, I mean, that's a great windfall for owners as well. That's fantastic. That is so great. So, okay. So 2020 had obviously 5,000 per employee and for the, whole year. Fi- for the whole year, 50% Correct. of wages paid plus health insurance benefits, which is awesome. And then the mm-hmm. first two quarters, you, the first two quarters of 2021, we're looking at 70%, right? Or 7,000 per employee. Up to $7,000. Yeah. Up to. Okay. And then you're thinking, um, you're hearing, I should say, that this could be extended to the other quarters. Yeah. So the house, then this big slush fund house bill they're trying to pass right now, that bill includes uh, an extension of ERTC for the third and fourth quarters of 2021. All signs point to it passing. They have the votes. And so we expect it to extend, which I mean, if you think about a $40,000 employer, employee, the government's going to subsidize 70% 70% of that. So $28,000 is going to be paid for in theory by government tax credits. Okay. A huge number. All right. We may have sort of touched on this earlier, but I just want to yep. clarify the whole confusion of if you received round one of PPP in 2020, then for those eight or 24 weeks that you were receiving that PPP, now those sort of funds are excluded from? Those exact dollars are excluded. So if you've yeah. applied for forgiveness yes. and you said all of my wages that I paid were for, for PPP forgiveness, those dollars, that amount of forgiveness you requested that was tied to payroll cost will not be eligible for uh, ERC. However, let's think about that period of time. Once again, you probably got your PPP one round one around sometime around May 1st, give or take a week or two. Yeah. You, you had till the end of basically, uh, most people had till the middle of August or September for their covered period to be over. But wages that are qualifying are from March 12th of 2020 all the way through December of 2020. There's a gap between March 12th and when you got your PPP funds that's eligible for ERC. And there's a, a gap between the end of August or whenever your PPP funds ran out till December. So you still had plenty of time to qualify for the for the, to paying somebody ten thousand dollars if you were open and if you were paying people. That obviously is a caveat with what's been going on all, all over the country. Okay, there was a lot of confusion. I mean. I was intimately involved in the PPP process and the idle process and getting as much money as possible for my business. And I ran right. into a little snafu with certain programs because I literally had um, started business. I, I purchased this business in August of 2019. And you had to compare certain quarters that matched up with when COVID hit. But I couldn't Correct. do that. You know, I didn't have records for first and second quarter of 2019. I only had Correct. partial third quarter and fourth quarter. How does yep. that all enter if you're a new business and you so, started this so you're year allowed or last to compare, year? You're allowed to compare 20 to 19. That's the first test. Or 
you can compare um, a quarter of this year to the first quarter of 20 if you weren't in business at that point. I so see. If you just, and so the other thing is, you know, PPP, you had to be in business as of February 15th. This does not have that requirement. Um, so that's one. If you were ineligible for PPP, either because, maybe um, one, because let's say you had um, an SBA loan in default or you had a, a felony on your record from way back when, right. whoever. Right, right, right. Those people yep. were ineligible for PPP, but this is not, that's not the case for ERC as well. So it's worth exploring for this case where you thought, you, hey, I, I got shut out of PPP. I can't do this. There's a whole other test here. So it's worth taking a look at for that. Um, PPP2, people had to have revenue down by so much. That also is not a test if you are a full or partial suspension based on government order for 2021. So people that weren't eligible for PPP2 can still get ERC. Well, I guess it's a benefit that they've lowered the reduction in business in 2021 to 20%. I mean, just about anyone can demonstrate that. If it they're was not a restaurant, for instance, that, yeah. yeah, for a lot of businesses that are not restaurants, I think I mean, that's an easy hurdle for a lot of them that were down to qualify for. Um, but you think about any retail type location, gym, uh, catering center, event center, restaurant, they're all going to qualify for that partial or, or just, you know, partial shutdown. I think anything, any kind of restrictions put on you by any kind of government order turns a, turns a switch on for people being eligible for this. Now, let's talk about someone doesn't listen to this podcast for another three, four weeks, maybe next month, two months from now, they listen to it. And then they say, oh my gosh, I never heard about that until now. And I want to take advantage of it. All this is retroactive and you're not going to miss out. Is there some sort of cutoff deadline looming in the future? You have a three-year window to amend yeah. your 2020 returns. Uh-huh. Okay. You have a three-year window from when you file your 2021 return. So you'd have until the 2023 or 2024 all right. Um, awesome. We'll talk about this in a little. The logistics of actually getting the money back is. We'll talk about that here in a second. But mm-hmm. um, you have you have time. Only problem is you want the money today. <laughs> so Absolutely. hopefully they listen. Hopefully they listen know. sooner. Well, that's just it. I mean, you know, people. I mean, running restaurants as everyone knows. I mean, there's a thousand details, and you're just trying to survive this thing. And okay, it's another thing to do this. Another telemarketer is calling you. Yeah. Yeah, telemarketers calling you about some tax credit. I'm good. I got tons of other crap to worry about. No, no, this is one you probably want to listen to. Oh, yeah. You triage <laughs> this. It's yeah, like right. you need free money. Take, yeah. take advantage free of Free money is really pretty good. It has made it easier for us to get appointments with restaurant owners. I'm not going to lie to say, hey, I have a oh, big yeah. pile of free money. Would you like to grab some? Easy, <laughs> easy win. It's like falling out of the sky. What yeah. else do you see coming down the pike? Or did you want to shift gears back? Well, let's to- talk. Let's talk just through logistics of how the money works and how this interplays with your income tax return because it is important oh, to know. Thank you for so mentioning. For twenty twenty one, you're going to obviously get the credit through payroll today yep. and or seventy two hundred or your nine forty one. That doesn't really inter- interact with your income tax return because you're going to have plenty of time to get this for the tax return next year in twenty twenty two. 2020, though, however, is a big pain in the butt. Um, so you've already filed your payroll tax returns. They were already uh, filed. And unfortunately, the IRS does not offer any kind of electronic amended process mm. for payroll tax returns. It's all via paper. Oh, I see. The other problem you have is your credit could be in any of one of four quarters in 2020. So real, reality, reality is going to be is that you're going to have to amend four quarters of payroll tax returns in 2020 via paper. They may eventually open up and they may eventually process. So that's going to be a very slow process to get your money for 2020. But 2021 is pretty quick. So you could at least start that process today. The downside also that is 
when you get a credit for 2020, you will lose a tax deduction for those wages that you paid that were eligible for credit. So you lose a deduction for a dollar, which is basically worth 30 cents in exchange for a dollar. So your net exchange there is about 65 cents, which is a win. But you got to think through timing here. Your tax return is due here in the next two weeks if you're a flow through. And it's due by April 15th if you're, you know, how, when it flows through you individually. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose a deduction today for right. a credit that you're going to get in the future. So you have to prepay. You're going to have some taxes, extra taxes owed now. You're going to get that money back in the future when you get your amended return. So just something to logistically think through and know that your accountant's not lying to you from what he told you in December. You're going to have a different number. So. All the more um, reason to have an expert in your corner, like correct, such as yourself, a CPA that just, knows please, and can guide at you. At least you can, at least so you can guess when it's going to happen, right? So right. I, I, I'm better off telling you now than, oh, here's your tax return. By the way, you owe, let's say you have $100,000 in credit. That's a $30,000 deduction that you, I mean, $30,000 tax that you take today for $100,000 you're going to get in the future. So I would do that all day long. But it still sucks to write a check for 30000 bucks. Yes, it absolutely does. Nobody <laughs> wants to do that. Correct. <laughs> if they can afford to do that. Correct. Yeah. Right. Wow. Unbelievable. So let's, okay. Is there anything yeah. more on ERTC? I think that's it. Um, we can talk through some other stuff that's going on in the pipeline. I know you, you're aware of it as well as the... Well, where's PPP round two in terms of money left? I mean, I know people are still applying for it now. It's like, I get emails every day. Have you applied? This is going on. It's like, I already got my money and that was weeks ago, but there are still restaurants out there that are either in the process of applying. They haven't gotten round one forgiven yet. It's like, can you get round two if round one wasn't forgiven? Yes, you can. You the, the rules are you have to state that you've used round one funds appropriately. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have applied for forgiveness yet. Round two deadline to apply is March 31st. So you have about, you know, three or four weeks left. Um, If you have not received round two yet, I would recommend you starting that process immediately. Um, The banks have a couple caveats right now that the the new administration's passed where they're going to let small employers with less than 20 employees go first in the next couple of weeks, just a way to get them, they, they thought they were being underserved. So they're going to give them a little uh, window of about 10 business days. So you go ahead, you can go ahead and get your system set up already, but they, you won't get your money uh, for a while. Um, yeah. But PPP2 is in full-fledged. If you haven't gotten your money yet, um, you, sh- you should. It, it's a little easier process if you're working with a bank that has connected really well with the SBA because they'll have mm-hmm. electronic process for you. But not all banks have done that. We've run you – and know, we work with three banks here in Memphis uh, when we do PPP – that they did all of our clients for us. And that process was a lot easier this time than last. We did run into some hiccups with, um, they did some verification checks this time. And with any time databases are trying to talk to other databases, all that data necessarily wasn't as clean as it should have been. So we ran into some problems there, but we've gotten through most of those at this point. And I think we're down to like five or six clients that haven't gotten it finished yet, but we got, we've gotten 160 or so done again. That's interesting because there's been changes to that forgiveness application form. Over and and over again. Over and over (laughs) again. And it's like, I've started the process. It's like I went online to my bank's portal. They had it all set up. And then I found that for whatever reason, even though I followed all the rules, I wasn't being forgiven the full amount that I expected to be forgiven. So I started, you know, squawking about that, reaching out to my bank or reaching out to, you know, different people. 
And then I hear, oh, don't, don't worry about it. They're going to simplify the form and you should be totally forgiven. And believe it or not, I am still waiting on that final forgiveness form. You're under $150,000? Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. And you're going to be auto-forgiven pretty much. should be pretty straightforward. That's really good news, But it will take it? forever. But it yeah. will take forever. <laughs> so. Well, I don't care as long as I don't miss my window and I get my forgiveness. Right. And then, like I said, I've already gotten my round two funds and I can in all honesty state that I followed all the rules and did everything correctly. And I'm going to do the same with round two. So that's the best answer you have. And like I said, the only thing you this time that'd be a little different um, is to make sure we load it with non non payroll costs. Right. Right. And we have a little more options this time too, because there's other costs that are includable in there. Now you have actual operating costs are involved and you also, I think you're getting some of your, um, supplier costs. So I mean, even like food costs, payroll services count, you know, accounting services are in the non-payroll costs that are eligible. So interesting to add into the mix. So there's, there's been two different terms thrown around. There was the original CARES Act and then there was something called the HEROES Act. And do the two kind of overlap in any way? Do you know? Um, I I think the HEROES Act was tied into the extension of the deadlines so that then to making it 24 weeks if oh. i remember right i don't remember the name of the act that, that gotcha. i think that was the heroes act but i think that was the extension of making it 24 weeks and um changing the requirements for uh application for forgiveness making it a little bit easier for the, the smaller loans for the both the banks and for the people who borrowed the funds it also changed the rate uh back down to originally as imply which was one percent mm-hmm. and extended the term out so now it's a five-year loan as opposed to originally was a two-year loan at 3%. So it's all good kinds to know. of fun stuff. Yeah, well, it's good to know that even though there's been some challenges and hassles for us business owners, it's like the terms and the opportunities have gotten better. If you could I mean, stick it out. And, worst case scenario, you, know, you have to pay storm. back a cheap loan, right? That's yeah. the whole, I mean, worst case scenario, you have to pay a really back a cheap loan. Now, right. ideally, I'm, we're, I mean, I, we're, our goal is to have 100% forgiveness for all of our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted them to use their funds the right way. We wanted them to use the funds as, as they were intended to be used. But in, in some cases, it's, it was not practical or not even possible. Um, and so in those cases, you know, like I said, it's a cheap loan to pay back. Right. Not the end of the world. So we've got a new administration and there's more sort of plans out there and there's different acts and stuff. And now there's something called the restaurant revitalization fund through the small business administration and nothing's set in stone, of course, and we can't right. guarantee it, but what do you see coming down the road? I, you know, they just, um, the, well, that is still in early stages. It's definitely, it uh, looks very promising. The uh, national restaurant association is really behind it. And so they're, you know, their lobbyists are pushing for it, um, which are great. Um, however, you know, it is one of those things where, um, it's not passed yet. I will say, uh, all the industries that have been hurt restaurants are by far, I think, you know, been one of the most impacted For and sure. I at least appreciate the effort of, of the industry and the industry associations to kind of make sure everybody knows that they are being hurt and hopefully we'll get past this soon. Um, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of restaurants that have made it to this point at this point are the typical restaurant owner, right? They're the grinders that they figure out a way to get to here to there yes, every day. I know and they will continue to do that every day until they Big get deep. to this. Yep. <laughs> That's the beauty of the restaurant owner um, mentality. It's, you know, whatever it takes. Right. For sure. um, and I am excited about, you know, I like to see the other side of this thing. I know we have uh, PPP2 and ERC. And if they do pass this restaurant revitalization act, that'd be awesome. It's, it's even, it's going to help restaurants that have been the hardest hit, I hope. 
you know, I hope they, I'd like to see them target it because not everybody needs the money at this point. Some people do, some people don't. Let's make sure the people that need it the most are getting it. You know, the only caveat that, that I'm a little concerned about is the fact that the PPP that you've received sort of gets excluded from your calculations in terms of, um, you know, it gets deducted from the amount that you qualify for. And in a lot of cases, PPP round two was larger than it was in round one. It and, was because you got three and a half times yeah, correct. monthly payroll versus, yeah. And so a lot of people will not be eligible for this, right? Mm. That's the thing. Um you know, it, it, all your grants, not just your PPP, but any local grants you receive. Like t- I'm in Tennessee, we've had both a state emergency refund grant, a uh, relief grant, and we've had um, specific local grants here in Memphis. Uh, mm-hmm. All those grants will go into the pile. And so that makes it difficult, yeah. make it difficult for people to qualify for. Does, with that said, I qualified for something called the Economic Injury Recovery grant as well in my state of Maine. So we got PPP one, PPP two, the economic injury stuff. I got all this money. Are they going to, if this whole thing passes, are they going to look at all those funds collectively or is it just the most recent PPP? I believe they're going to look at all of them collectively, Hmm. which is going to stink. Now, the other thing that we're concerned about is depending on what state you're in, each one of our state jurisdictions are taxing all these things differently, right? So PPP one it was finally released that it's not going to be taxable to anybody Correct. for federal purposes. Not oh. all states are going along with that. So there's a lot of states oh. saying, wait a minute, I didn't get yes. that money out. We want to get our piece. Correct. So they're all broke. All the states are broke right now because no one's in business as much as operations. They're going to put their hand in the, in the kitty jar, in the cookie jar. And mm-hmm. uh, all these grants are taxable for federal tax purposes. You know, so just because you got money doesn't mean it's not going to be taxable. So it is something to be concerned about. I mean, if you're in California with a 15% tax rate, and you got a PPP loan for hundred grand, right? Fifteen thousand dollars is still owed to the government, regardless yeah. of whether you get the loan forgiven or not. So kind of a bitter pill to swallow after getting this you're far. Hurting. Yeah, if you're hurting, yeah. Yeah. We went through that in Maine and uh, we have a very aggressive hospitality organization here that lobbied against it. And the state originally said, yes, we're going to tax this money. And then that whole thing got reversed. And now they're figuring out a way, you know, with their budgets to figure out a way to not tax those funds. And I think we're out of the woods on that one here. Yeah. Tennessee, we're lucky. We don't have um, an individual income tax. Our excise tax, as long, I mean, the PPP funds are not taxable in Tennessee. So, uh, but other things are, our state grants are taxable here as well. So. You never know. Yeah, the big thing is you just don't assume it's all tax-free. It's not. It's not all tax-free. Well, you've been a wealth of information as always, Matthew. And we certainly appreciate, appreciate you. you showing up here as a second repeat guest. And as topics yep. of this type of importance continue to show up, I would definitely love having you back again because this is really Anytime. valuable stuff you know, for our audience that uh, – because again, our whole mission is get people through this thing, get them stronger, more profitable, better chance to succeed in the future. And this fits right in there. So this well, is- we're glad to help them. We'd love to help. I love helping uh, restaurants uh, survive and get better. So this is what we're here to do. How can people reach out to you or your firm if they need help? And if they're looking for experts to guide them through these muddy waters and sometimes complicated waters? Yeah, happy to. Uh, my email address you can reach me at is mpatrick at works.com, W-H-I-R-K-S, or mpatrick at patrickaccounting.com, either one. Um, you can find us on social media. And if you just type in works, W-H-I-R-K-S, at any of the normal Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're on awesome. all those things. Fantastic. And then um, you can always just find us on the web, works.com.
it's a virtual world. You're in Memphis, Tennessee, but anybody yeah, can work. work with you from anywhere and you've got yep. virtual clients pretty much around. So we do. We have restaurants all over the country that we've been lucky enough to help and we love working with them everywhere. It's fun. Well, I certainly appreciate the information you've offered us. I've done some work with you on some virtual restaurant shows and I've got complete confidence in what you do. So I'm hoping that our audience will reach out to you if they need help and guidance on this. We'd love to help them any way we can. It's been my pleasure. And that was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. We'll see you all in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Wow. Another fantastic opportunity to help your business not just survive this thing, but to really come out the other side, put yourself in a better position. You know, we've taken advantage of as much of the PPP and other government monies available for our business. I'm sure you've done the same. You've paid attention to these things. But again, free money, the employee retention tax credit, you get a you know very quick money back on this. It's worth looking into right now. So whether you work with a payroll company now, you do payroll on your own, or you really just need to take advantage of this program, why not reach out to um, Matthew Patrick? He's given us his email address, his contact information, his social media handles. I'll put that in the show notes, and it's also in the episode. So thanks again to Matthew. I'd also like to thank GoTab and Dawn Professional for sponsoring this podcast. And I'm really excited because I love talking shop with operators. As I've mentioned many times before, I have um, some new people that I just spoke to today. We had a fantastic conversation. So a big shout out to James and Emma. And they're on the island of Mallorca, just off of Spain. And they're opening a new concept right now, a new exciting restaurant. And I'm really excited for them. And we just had that conversation. So if you have a new challenge or a pain point, or if you're opening a new restaurant and you need some guidance, I love Love Talking Shop. I offer a 30-minute free consultation, no strings attached, just Love Talking Shop. If I can help you, please reach out to me, Roger, R-O-G-E-R, at restaurantrockstars.com. I look forward to that. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.